0: Talk with well, hello world and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan where nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me and I appreciate that. Now here on Real Talk, everything is debatable. So in any given week, we, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we discuss it. Now for those who are new to the show, I break the show down into sections. The first part of the show is current events and topics. The second event, um, second uh, segment of my show is the relationship slash family segment followed by an an audience question and answer segment. If you would like to call in during our audience questions uh, segment of the show, I'm going to ask that you don't today because I don't have my phone line set up. I'm actually using my phones for this recording on my um, Periscope. So shout out to all my Periscope viewers, my Twitter viewers, my YouTube viewers. And my Facebook viewers shout out to everybody but if you want to send in questions I will be answering your questions throughout the show so please don't hesitate to send in your questions all right I am your host Ray John Lewis I think y'all should know that by now but if you don't two years in it's me I'm the host thank you guys so much so let's get into these topics let's get right into these topics all right hopefully you guys can hear me pretty well what up Troy how's it going B how's it going how's it going all right so the first topic I wanted to start about, start out talking about the softball, um, let's talk about the Lion King. All right, so we're gonna talk about the Lion King. So I'm gonna go ahead and share this out and let this world know that we are talking about the Lion King, baby, because that is the talk in the news, right? That is the talk in what's going on. So while I'm sharing that out, I'll go ahead and get started. If you don't know that there was a new um, live action form of the movie, The Lion King, that was put out by Disney, um, in the last uh, week, uh, actually, it's been out three today, Sunday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday. So it came out Thursday night. Me and my family went inside Thursday night, and um, we had really high expectations. We had really high expectations of the movie because of the fact that you know I grew up. I grew up. I'm in a generation that watched The Lion King when it first came out. Um, I think it was what ninety or 93 or 94, where the original Lion King movie came out. It really changed a lot of our lives. You know, We met Mufasa, we met Simba, we met Nala, we met uh, uh, Rafiki. We met all these great characters. Um, and I'm trying to remember the, the the mom's name now, but her name is in my, my mind. But we met all these characters. And while we met these characters, we fell in love with these characters, uh, Sim- Simba. Um, and of course, I'm not doing these spoilers, because if you haven't seen the Lion King, since it came out in 94 you you, you didn't really want to see it I'm going to be honest with you so don't be like yo you spoiling the movie for me because I haven't seen it yet the movie's been out for a really really long time so I can't spoil the lion king for you I'm I'm going to be honest I'm going to be honest all right so same story um that you know they spin it forward it's okay you know, it's, it's the 30 year anniversary or the, the 20 something year anniversary of The Lion King. So they decided to put it back out. I believe it's a 25 year anniversary of The Lion King. So they decided to put it back out in live action form. Now, of course, the first discussions surrounding the movie were who's gonna be in this movie. And so they decided, okay, Simba, adult Simba's gonna be Donald Glover, AKA Childish Gambino, one of my, if you watch For Real Talk with you know that I am I am a big fan of Donald Glover and everything Donald Glover related. I just think that the guy doesn't lose. Like, he doesn't take L's. He's, he's, he's a great singer. He's, well, he's a good singer. He's a great rapper. He's a great actor. Oh, good actor. He's a really good actor to me. Um, he's a comedian. He's a writer. He, show producer. Like, the dude does everything. So you knew that was going to be a home run um, out the gate. Um. They had uh, brought back James Earl Jones as Mufasa. Shout out to James Earl Jones. the great One of the greatest voices, by the way. Can we just give him a round of applause for being probably the most consistent great voice that we've had in the history of history? Um, James Earl Jones is literally the voice of some of the greatest characters in movie history. History, all right? So shout out to James Earl Jones for that. Um, came back as Mufasa. They had the dude from uh, 12 Years a Slave as one of the voices. I forgot which voice he was. But um, he was in it. Um, they had a uh, dang. I'm forgetting people. Uh, Seth Rogen was in it as a voice. Um, Michael Keegan Key from Key and Peele was a voice in it. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm typing now. He had all these characters in this movie, right? So, but then we get to Nala, and who's gonna be adult Nala? Beyonce. So of course, instead of talking about this movie, instead of talking about this movie that you know we've been waiting for. A, a live action. I don't really, I don't know if we needed a live action version of it, but once they got, it, we decided they were going to do one. We got excited about it. And those of us who, who grew up in that generation were really, really excited about it. All up and down my timeline, people were talking about how excited they were about the Lion King coming back in live action form. And now the discussion has to be well, I'm not going to, da da da, Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. So before I get to Beyonce, because I have a whole segment built in. On beehive, on the beehive, we're gonna talk about that in a second. We're not gonna go there yet. I don't like the discussion became about Beyonce. The, the, the movie shouldn't have been the discussion about Beyonce because Beyonce had a really small role in the movie, which is gonna get, which I'm gonna talk about later. But she had a role in the movie nonetheless, and we'll get to that. Back to the movie. I actually enjoyed the movie. I think that the movie was a great um, ode to the original, the cartoon, the animated film, um, the characters. They though many things were similar, which my son decided to point out at every point in the movie all the similarities between the old movie and the new movie which i don't know why he thought it was going to be different because they literally just said they were making the live action version of the old movie i don't know maybe he expected to be his brand new movie i don't know i didn't see aladdin so anyway um but yeah so he was like yeah, yeah dad it's the same thing but they did a really good job with it um they, uh donald glover um, I did not love his his, his voice acting, but I think his singing was really good. I think he did a really good job vocally with the singing. Um, the kid who played Simba, if you know how I feel about, um, <laughs> about, uh, what's my guy? Jason Weaver, you know that I'm not going to put anybody over Jason Weaver as Simba. Jason Weaver will always be the voice of singing Simba, and I don't think the kid who sang the Simba part was as good as Jason Weaver was. Jason Weaver nailed it. The new kid tried to do some some some, some things with his. I didn't enjoy it as much as I did Jason Weaver, so if they decide to, to do it again, if we could just use Jason Weaver's voice on all the singing parts again, I'd greatly appreciate that. I don't think that'll take too much work. Just saying. Um, I said that um, Timon and Pumba. Um, I I thought that Timon and Pumbaa were funny, but they were not good singers, which really bothered me. Um, The fact that you have somebody on a movie singing off-key is troublesome for me as someone who sings and takes pride in vocal dexterity. um, The young men, the people who were singing for Timon and Pumbaa were not great singers. They were funny, though. They were really funny. I think Seth Rogen was one of, was either, I think Seth Rogen was Pumbaa, probably. Um, But they were funny. They were very funny. Um, they made me laugh. I, la- I literally laughed out loud several times throughout the movie. Um, so if you didn't see it, if you're looking for a rating as to whether you should see it or not, I'm going to give you two thumbs up. Go check it out. It's a great, great movie. Um, they did a great job with it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what didn't you, as Disney's rolling out all these live action versions of these films. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the rest of them. I did not see Aladdin. I'm probably going to end up going back and checking out that one. Just because I'm a, I am a big Will Smith fan, and I, I I like what he does in movies, and I've heard great things about the movie Aladdin. So if you haven't seen Aladdin, you know check that one and let me know, or tell me what you thought about the movie Aladdin. Now, if you disagree with my comments about the movie, if you thought that beyond that um that the movie you had a different outtake outlook on the movie than I did, please let me know. Let me know. Hey, Rajan, I feel differently than you do about the movie. Cool. How do you feel? Let. me me no, cause I want to talk about it. Like that's what I'm here for, right? I'm here for all the talk about this movie, all of it. All right, so let's let's talk about this movie. Let's 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 uh, let's, let's get that conversation going. Again, if you disagree, by all means, say hey, Rajan, I disagree, and I would not have an issue with you disagreeing at all, at all. Because I had a, a very um in-depth discussion with a young lady about this about Beyonce and her reaction to Beyonce being in this movie. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? All right. I liked it, man. I understand. I understand. I, I hear you, um, James, and I appreciate that comment. Um, I enjoyed it. So maybe check it out and see if you disagree. All right. so So let's talk about this Beyonce aspect of it. Because I know I've been watching the feedback from The Lion King. And people have not really been talking about the Lion King as much as they've been talking about Beyonce. Now, let's start here. If you're going to watch the movie and you're like, I don't wanna watch a movie of Beyonce acting, I'm gonna be the first to tell you, I'm not a big fan of Beyonce the actress. I'm not, I am not. The Beyonce the singer, the entertainer, the human being, hustler, worker, I'm a big fan, all things of those things. I'm not a fan of Beyonce, the actress. So I, when I found out that Beyonce would be in this movie as, as Nala, as adult Nala, I was like, oh, boy, Beyonce's got to act. We've seen Obsessed. We've seen Cadillac Records, which she didn't do terrible in. Um, we've seen Dreamgirls. We know that Beyonce is not an acting heavyweight. Anybody that's acting like Beyonce is a, is a great actress, you're wrong, right? She's not a great actress. What I will tell you is this, though. In The Lion King, Beyonce does not have enough lines to ruin the movie. She does not have enough lines to ruin the movie. I think, I think, I think Beyonce may have 15 lines in the whole movie, in the entire movie. I think she has about, about 15, 15 lines in the entire movie, like Beyonce. You know, she goes up there. You know, I'm not going to give it all away. But she has about 15 lines. Um, she sings on Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Um, and, and she sings on the song that was in the background. Right? Right. She didn't need to act. She didn't act. She, she just needed to say her few lines and sing her song. Which she only sings one song. The other song that she's in is literally just playing in the background as a scene is going on. So you don't have to endure an entire movie of Beyoncé acting, all right? So don't let that be the reason you don't go see The Lion King, all right? Now, with that being said, the reason that people are responding to that, and, and I, this is, as a Beyoncé fan, as a Beyoncé fan, I realize that people have decided to hate Beyoncé because of Beyoncé fans. People hate Beyoncé because of Beyonce fans. People hate Beyonce because of the beehive. The beehive is like now people decided to take that and make that into a whole nother thing. Like they tried, they they've taken we don't like Beyonce's fans to a whole nother thing. If you are one of I wanna say this, I wanna say this loud and clear. I wanna be completely clear. If you think Beyonce can't sing. You know nothing about music. Check me. If you say Beyonce can't sing, you don't. You know nothing about music. If you're talking about the 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 quintessential um, things that you need to be a great singer, Beyonce checks every single box. Every single box. From having a range, she has range. She has hit songs. She has the ability to entertain you. She makes songs that people actually want to hear. She has. What does Beyonce not do that you want her to do? I'm not telling she's the greatest singer of all time. I am telling you, though, I am telling you that if you think that Beyonce cannot sing, if you say, I don't like Beyonce because she can't sing, you don't know music. I'm telling you. Because you can bring up any singer you want, and I can show you something that Beyonce has that they don't. Anybody. And 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 trust me when you come to me with this discussion when you come to, when you come to me with this discussion understand that I know my stuff. I don't open my mouth about things that I don't know about. I know music. So, if you think Beyoncé can't sing, you don't know music. Now, check me. I'm waiting. Okay, cool. All right? Now, if you say I don't like Beyonce because her fans make everything that she everything that she does sound, act, sound seem like it's the greatest thing of all time, cool, I'm with you. I don't like people to do that either. That bothers me when people, you know, overblow people up. Like I don't like that. And I do think that I don't think that 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 uh that everything she does is go. I don't think that the Lion King soundtrack thing, the Lion King album thing that she came up with to go along to coincide with the um, actual release of the movie. I don't think it was that great. I mean, I don't, you know it's not the. I'm not like pumping it in my car. But if you say, oh, I don't like it because she can't sing, you don't think she can sing, huh? How sway? How? Now you can say I think people sing better. Okay, cool. I'm with that. But Beyonce can't sing. Come on, man. You you just saying words. You the people who say Beyonce can't sing are the same people that sound. you sound exactly like the people who say LeBron James is not a good basketball player. OK, which is a whole nother discussion for another day. But if you're arguing, like, if you like, oh, LeBron sucks or LeBron would never make it in another year. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. He's a really great basketball player. He's one of the top three basketball players that ever touch a basketball. So if your argument is he's not a great basketball player, just like if you if you say LeBron James is not a good basketball player or not a great basketball player, you don't know basketball. If you say Beyonce is not a great singer, you don't know music. Just saying. Just saying. And again, again, Ms. Georgiana, I see you. I'm not saying she's the greatest singer of all time. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is the girl can sing. The girl has pipes. And what we're not going to do is not give people credit where credit is due. Now, if you say people are blowing her up to be the greatest singer of all time and I disagree, cool, because great, greatest of all time is, is, is a very subjective statement. But can't sing? Like somebody, They're like a meme that says how does it listen to Beyonce music and they put uh, um, it's like putting the earplugs in. And that's how you listen to Beyonce music. Really? 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 Which gets me to my next point, right? I'm rolling tonight. Well, 19 minutes. I'm rolling tonight. What up, Tasha? I see you. I see you, Charvis. I think she acted good in Fighting Temptation. Honestly, you know what, Charvis? That is the one Beyonce movie I think I've seen. I don't think I've seen um, Fighting Temptations. I did not see that movie. Um, Again, because I'm not a fan of Beyonce, the actress. I'm not. A lot of people are. I'm not. And I'm also not the dude to blow smoke. So again, like I said, I'm not the dude to tell you that everything that Beyonce touches is gold. I'm not. I'm not. But I am the guy to tell you that if you saying Beyonce can't sing and that's your argument, you have a terrible argument. You are coming from a place of hate and there's no good in you. Think about it. That's all I'm saying. And that is real talk with Rajan. Real reset. Thank you guys so much for watching. This is the two-year anniversary. It's been a while since I've done the Sunday night show. And actually, because I have a new job, I can do the Sunday night shows more often, praise God. So thank you so much, Jesus Christ. I love you so much. And thank you guys for watching. It's been two years. It's been amazing. Um, I want to stay in this vein, though, because we haven't had a chance to talk about this uh, remake of Before I Let Go. So I want to talk about that. Let me share this out. Because since I haven't done this show in a while, I think <laughs> I'm just rolling on a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about that I haven't had a chance to talk about in a really long time. So I want to talk about this before I let go remake that Beyonce has done because we're we just rolling them out now. Why are you mad? Uh, before I let go. And so and that's another thing. Those of y'all who talk about the songs called Before I Let You Go, the song's not called Before I Let You Go. Stop messing up the names of songs. All right? Let's talk about this, right? We rolling them all off. And again, thank you guys so much for your comments. Please comment. Let me know what you think. If you agree, let me know. If you disagree, let me know. So let's talk about this Before I Let Go remake, and then we're going to get off all things Beyonce related for the rest of the show. Before I Let Go remake, right? My arms are ashy. I went to the beach today and I just got out of the shower. So, anyway. Uh, Before I Let Go Remake, let's talk about this, right? Now, people decided, you know, Beyonce came out, you know, with the Before I Let Go Remake and I can understand, again, people have the right to dislike anything that they want to dislike. No one tells you you don't have the right to dislike something. But what I will tell you is for you to Disagree with people's right to disagree to, 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 to like the song like people are like if I hear the song at a cookout I'm gonna like crash the DJers. No, you're not No, you're not one she didn't disrespect the song All right, you got one of the, the greatest entertainers of all time by many by many regards one of the greatest Entertainers of all time remaking a song making it a major hit once again What does that do for the people who made that song? All my people who know music, if you know music, you know music business. What happens when a person remakes a song and the song is a, a major hit? Even if the song's not a major hit, when somebody remakes a song, what happens to that song? The person who owns the rights to that song does what? They get paid. They get paid a lot of money. So before I get all riled up about this song being remade, I got to first ask myself this. Do the people who made the original like the remake? Do the people who originally made the song like the remake? And I would tell you, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. They they love it. You know why? Because every time that song gets played at a cookout, every time that song gets played on the radio, Every time they get a song gets played on Beyonce on the Homecoming DV on the on the HBL special, guess what, buddies? They get paid. They get a whole bag every single time. And they will continue to get these bags in perpetuity. So yeah, they love the song. Now, if Jaquise would have popped on the song, they probably wouldn't have liked it a whole bunch. Right? If Jaquise would have e e e all over the song. If you had an e e e all over the song, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have liked that, right? They they probably wouldn't like that. One because they had e e e all over the song, and he would have tried to change some of the words to make it corny. Beyonce literally sang the same song. She sang it mostly the way they sang it, and then she added the little dance part at the end. what's, what's not to like about that? Then she added the New Orleans, like the little clap. Like, what's not to like about it? I don't know. I think it's pretty jazzy. Jazzy. Also, I think it's, a, it's an ode to the old school, which I'm always a big fan of. When we shout out the people who came before us, um, Frankie Beverly and Mays. You hear in the middle of the song, you hear that dun dun bump 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 What's that? That's Candy. That's Cameo, right? That's an ode to the old school. I love that. I love that. So I mean, maybe you don't like it. You have a right to dislike it. I understand, I understand, I understand. Hashtag calm down. Thank you, thank you, Cub. All right, I'm gonna go back to this comment. Uh, Georgiana, she can sing, but in my personal opinion, she doesn't sing as well as other artists. And you have the right to think that. I think that. I think that there are lots of artists who just vocally stand still singing are better vocal singers. But you made your next point is absolutely correct. You said Beyonce's voice has matured. If you go back and listen to Beyonce when she was 15 and 16 years old, Beyonce is not that same artist now. Vocally, Beyonce's voice has matured tremendously. She's so much of a better standstill singer than she used to be. And I'll also tell you this. If you've never seen Beyonce live for yourself, you need to do that. You need to do that. That girl works hard up there. She not up there just singing with a background track. and the, No, she's up and moving. And she's dancing hard, singing with no lip sync, singing hard, dancing hard, giving you 130%. Every dollar you spend on a Beyonce concert will be worth it. I'm telling you, I've seen her. Um, I've seen Beyonce. I've seen Beyonce at the On The Run tour with Jay-Z. I've seen her at the Formation tour. And then my wife saw her at the Formation tour as well. For the second time. So, we've seen our fair share of Beyonce concerts. Old girl is dope, man. Old girl is dope, man. She, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I, I understand not liking Beyonce fans. I don't, I do not understand not liking Beyonce. I, I don't. I can understand saying these people are, I think these people are vocally better. But who puts this together? Who puts singing together with entertaining better than Beyonce? She does that better than anybody else in history. In history, and I, I think I did a segment um, earlier, I mean, last year about Beyonce being the new, like, she's taking over from Michael Jackson as the greatest entertainer of all time. She really has. She really has. But again, I said that was my last Beyonce segment of the show, and I'm going to end it right there. I'm going to end that right there, and we're going to move on. She, man, George, listen. Listen, man. Take my girl. Y'all need to go See Beyonce, or like when she goes on tour again, check wherever you are. You can sit in the last seat in the back of the rafters. You will still get your money's worth. I'm telling you, you will, you will not waste money on a Beyonce concert. You you just won't. And if you're not a Beyonce fan, I understand. I respect your right to not. I'm just telling you, I don't understand. I don't get what you want. I don't. I don't get. I don't understand what you want out of music if you think that Beyonce doesn't make, like, music music. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not a stretch. Because if, like, Charvis, it is not a stretch. Again, I don't want to have to make this another segment on Beyonce, but when when you talk about vocals with the entertainment aspect of it, there's no, like, there's nobody. Janet Jackson's a really great entertainer. She's not vocally anywhere near Beyonce. Michael Jackson was, um... Michael Jackson was the greatest thing we've ever seen. Like, like when you're just talking about entertainment. Flat out. Vocally, Michael Jackson was not Beyonce. His voice did not mature the way Beyonce is. In fact, I would tell you that as Michael Jackson got older, his voice got worse. And I think you know that. I think you know that. I think you know that as Michael Jackson got older, his voice got worse. Now, if little Michael would have progressed his voice in that way, singing the way he sang... Growing up, oh my god. Little Michael? And I and my brothers, Ricallo and Ramon Lewis, can tell you how I felt about Michael Jackson growing up. I'm telling you. Putting it it together. I'm gonna end that right there though. And I'm gonna move on to my next segment. Right? Thank you guys so much for watching tonight. Again, this is the real talk with Rajan two year special. It's been a while since I've done the show, so I'm excited to be back doing the show. Um, I'm gonna to try to get back to doing them on Sunday nights because I don't have to get up as early as I used to have to, and I don't have to lesson plan on Sunday nights. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a personal moment. Thank you guys for sharing that with me and not judging me. Thank you so much for doing that. No, she doesn't, she does not, you're right. Um, She, does, she, does, she doesn't do that. All right. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, um, y'all know I like to get into my political stuff, so I'm going to go back in my bag a little bit, and I want to talk about this statement that was made. Um, We're going to switch gears, and we're going to talk a little politics. We don't go there. We're going to talk about send her back. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about sending her back. Right? And I wanna pull up the article so you guys can see um, what I'm talking about here. Yeah, yeah, Janet Janice a bad girl, man. Janice a bad girl. But singing singing wise, nah. She's not she's not vocally vocally there. Um I'm pulling up this article, um, President Trump. So, if you've been following what's happening in the news, um, if you if you've been watching what's happening in the news, you know that uh, President Trump has decided to isolate these four um, young ladies, who uh, Ayanna Presley has decided to to deem as the squad. Um, <laughs> To Dimas, the squad, and um, shout out to Ayanna Presley. Like if I if I ever got a chance to meet her, I, I actually had a chance to meet her um, in Washington D.C. in January, and I didn't because they rushed her out of there um, at the um, at the National Mentor Summit that I went to in um, January. But I was truly, truly, truly um, impressed by who she is um, and what she represents. So let's talk about what what about this about this thing, and let's let's spin it forward until the larger discussion that I want to have all right so um, the people that we're talking about is um rep- representatives um members um Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez aka AOC um uh, of New York um representative Rashida T- Tlaib Talib of uh Michigan Elon Omar of uh, Minnesota and Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts all right so what president Trump said about them, and I want to make sure that I that I I do um, cite the. Sorry, I want to make sure that I cite the actual comments because nobody wants comments being taken out of context. And the one thing that we do here in Real Talk with Rajan and we try to try to we try to make um, make sure that we're coming from from source material, source material. Um, sorry. I need to look up another article because the article that I had was not what I wanted. Trump, go back to where they came from. All right? All right, so. This is, and this article is from NPR and I'm gonna share this article with you guys, all right? And as I share it with you guys, please feel free to read the article. All right, feel free to read the article and let's talk about it. No, 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 stay stay with me, stay with me, all right? I got you. What up Martell, how's it going, man? Um, Take my cousin to see Janet, y'all hysterical. Um, So yeah, so let's talk about this article. Um, Trump's, it says, uh, the, the article says Trump. Trump's go back rhetoric is a sign of racially divisive and a turbulent year to come, okay? Um, And I want to give really the highlights of the article. He said, um, if you're not happy here, you can leave. If you're not happy here, you can leave. Now, he chose to single those out, those young ladies out. Um, It didn't come out of the blue. It did not come out of the blue, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. It did not come completely out of the blue because these four young ladies have made it their, their purpose um, in life to call out President Trump in many different aspects of his presidency and of um, the things that he's tried to do when it comes to um, the stuff at the border, when it comes to his policies, when it comes to the rhetoric that he welcomes um, from many of his... Um, supporters. Now, not all of his supporters and by no regard and by no means am I saying that if you are a Trump supporter you are any way, shape, form, or fashion racist. I'm not saying that at all so I want to make sure that I clear that up before I even get started. But I do want to say this the president told them if you don't like where you don't like where if you don't like, if you can't sorry let me read, alright Pretty much, if you can't support him, you can go back to where you came from. You can go back to where you came from. And he said that those young ladies needed to go back to where they came from. And then he went to a rally in North Carolina. And at that rally in North Carolina, at, um, I believe it was um, Eastern Carolina University, the people who were supporting him started chanting, send her back. When referring to um, Representative... Omar. Representative Omar of Minnesota. Now, if you don't know, Representative Omar of Minnesota is a Muslim. She practices the Islamic faith. Now, I know that we in the country, I'm a Christian, right? And we here believe, a lot of people believe that, you know, Christianity is the official religion of America. And it's not. That's the first thing we need to understand. It's not. The second thing you need to understand is that when we talk about the troops, when we talk about the people who lay down their lives to fight for our country, they're not fighting for our country so that we can have freedoms of speech muted or um, censored or taken away. They are fighting for people's rights to disagree with the government if they disagree with the government. Now I want to point this out. During the entire Obama um, um, administration, during the entire Obama administration, there were people who disagreed with President Obama. There are people who made it their point to to isolate and call out President Obama for things that he did and things that he didn't do. And despite all of that, President Obama found a way to stay presidential. He found a way to stay presidential. But for some reason, People like, I use names, Lindsey Graham seem to think that it's okay for the president to behave in the way that he has because he feels attacked. He thinks it's okay for the president to tell people who serve in our nation, American citizens, that they should go back to the country that they came from if they disagree with him or disagree with the policy that he's implementing. Even though they disagree fundamentally with his policies. That's not the way our country should go. In fact, I would take you back to the time of the civil rights, right? If we look back at the civil rights movement, there were people during the civil rights movement that would tell you that this is a KKK town. And if you don't like KKK, the KKK, don't move to our town. Not that the KKK needs to change. Not that these racists need to change the way they think. No, 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 no. The problem is you. The problem is you. That's what they would tell you. They tell you that you are the problem. The fact that you can't accept their racism. Why don't you just accept our racism as it is? Yeah, we're going to call you out of your name. We're going to tell you that you should leave a country that you've lived in your entire life. We're gonna tell you, we're gonna tell you to go back to a country that you've never lived in, nor have your fathers, or your mother, or your grandparents, or your great grandparents. That's a problem. That's a problem. And that's a problem that we're gonna have to face head forward as a country. Now, how do we, as a country, deal with this situation is gonna tell a lot about who we are. It's gonna tell a lot about who we are as a nation. Um, Personally, I see you, Nathan. Um, Personally I don't think it was racist But a mean comment Um, I don't think it was racist But it definitely had racial undertones Because I'm pretty sure That if a Caucasian made those same statements That those four um, Representatives made uh, Who just happened to be all of color He wouldn't have told them to go back Where, Where are you going back to then right Because all Caucasians Are from America right That's a problem. And if if you're going to make a statement that you would not make to a person of a different race, yeah, buddy. That's racist. That's quintessential racism. And we have to call a thing a thing, which is something that I talk about here on Real Talk with Rajan a lot. Call a thing a thing. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, let's see um, and thank, but thank you for that comment Sharvis, um, a lot of people like him because of the economy however they are proving that they can be bought I wonder if they would feel the same still like him if the economy was bad I would tell you that the people who like him because the economy is good aren't looking into what actually changed the economy because you don't see the immediate effects of a president during their first term you do not see the impact of a president's choices within the first term of that president rather that be president obama, president bush, president clinton, president reagan, president carter. You do not see the immediate impact of that president until at least their second term into the first term of the following president. That's when you see the effects of their economic decisions, policy changes. Policy changes are not immediate to, when it comes to implement, implementing changes that will cause the US to make money. So what's that mean? What am I saying? What I'm telling you is that the economy, which any economist will tell you, the economy that we are seeing right now is a direct result of decisions and choices made by the Obama administration. And anybody that tells you anything different is a liar and they don't have any proof. Just saying. I'm just saying. And again, you can look that up. So people who say, well, Trump was really good for the economy. Okay, cool. Based on what decision? Show me the policy choice that he made that made the economy what it is right now. Show me the policy choice. But when you show me that policy choice, make sure you show me the economic impact. Make sure you do that. Show me the economic impact. Based on that policy choice. Because no policy choice that he's made has shown any fruit yet. In fact, I think when we see it, <laughs> people are going to singing a different tune. But even with that, I think it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, those EPA rags, now that, that's going to make people some money, some people some money in, in the business field. Yeah, that's also gonna destroy our nation when you talk about the economy. Not on sort of the economy. When you talk about the um ecosystem, wildlife, conservationists, things, global warming, which he thinks is a myth. Alright. You do you, boo. You do you. But yeah, man, that, that's 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 something that's that's really, really Really, really, you got to keep an eye on. Um, I think spinning that forward, you know, the the 2020 presidential election, um, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be hard for the Democrats to win. And I'm going to say that now. And I'm going to tell you why it's going to be hard for the Democrats to win. I'm going to tell you why it's going to be hard for the Democrats to win right now. One, there's far too many candidates. Far too many candidates. Which means they're going to start eating into each other. They're going to start doing the opposing party's job for them, digging up the dirt for them so that when we get to a general election, President Trump will have all the tools that he needs to tear into whoever he goes against. The second thing, the people that the Democrats have decided to champion are really, really, really far left. They're really, 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 really far left. And that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. What's up, Kenyatta? How are you, Kima? That's going to be a problem. And I'm going to tell you why that's a problem. It's a problem because we didn't lose. I won't say we. The Democrats didn't lose the election with Hillary Clinton because Democrats wouldn't vote for Hillary. Most Democrats voted for Hillary. The problem was this. Republicans would not vote for Hillary. In order to win an election, you cannot just win an election with the people who are in your camp. You need the people who are outside of your camp to also vote for you. The things that are being proposed by the democratic candidates right now are really really far left. We're going to give everybody free college. We're going to give everybody money. We're going to give we're going to do all of this free stuff social programs. Guess who's not going to vote for that, guys? Guess who's not going to vote for that? Republicans. Even if they hate President Trump. You know what they hate? Even, even, you know what they hate more than President Trump? If they hate President Trump? They hate being broke. <laughs> they hate being broke. Like they really, really do. And because they hate because they hate being broke, they're not going to vote for anything that's going to take, they believe is going to take money out of their pocket. As much as I think Elizabeth Warren is a really great candidate, there's no way that a person that voted for Trump in 2016 is going to vote for Elizabeth Warren. None of them are going to vote for Bernie. None of them are going to vote for Bernie. None of them. So we can have these dreams about Bernie and burn, baby, burn. I'm telling you. And and I'm saying this to somebody who follows... Who follows this? Like, like I follow this stuff. I watch these things. I listen to CNN. I, I, I watch. I listen to Fox News sometimes when I'm feeling like hearing crazy stuff happen. I'm telling you, like, as somebody who follows this stuff, like, they're not. They're not going to vote for somebody that's far left. What we have to find is somebody who's in the middle. Somebody who has the, the idea Somebody who has Democratic concepts, core Democratic concepts and theologies, but also understands how Republicans think and is going to champion some Republican policies. If that's not going to happen, the Democrats will not win. I don't care how charismatic that person may be. These are the facts. These are the facts and we can be optimistic and we can say well if we band together I'm telling you there's no way that a person who owns a business is going to vote for somebody who's going to change the uh the the um <laughs> who's going to change the uh minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour if you own a small business you're voting against your own interests think about it just think, think let's think about this so we can champion and say, well, I want to vote for the person that's going to give the most money away. I think that's the one. Charvis. That's I think that's the one. I, got, I think that's the one. Um, there, there, I think there are five of the people, there may be five that really need to be considered. I'm not going to say who those five are right now. But I think that's I think that's I think that's the one, but I think she made that one difficult with the, what happened in the last presidential um debate. Cause now, how do you go from saying I think this guy here took part in racist things that happened, but I want to want him as my running mate, or I want to be his running mate? How do you spin that? Now Trump has that in his back pocket. Again, going back to my original point, they're gonna start eating into each other. And make it really hard for people to vote for them. I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not a genius. I don't know everything. But I know what I know. I know what trends say. I know what trends say. And trends say they're gonna have to change their approach to that. They're gonna have to change their approach to that. Um because right now it seems like there's a lot of champion. There's a. There's a. There's a. There's a. There's a. They're championing people who represent things that people who are not far leftists will not vote for. That's the best way to lose an election. It's the best way to lose an election. It's the best way to lose an election. My elbows are so ashy. I'm sorry, y'all, for having to look at my ashy elbows. I will not lift my arms again. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that that's my p- political thing for tonight. Um, if you if you agree with me, let me know. If you disagree with me, let me know. I have no problem with either one. I have no problem um acknowledging um your right to disagree. I have no problem with um being challenged in the way that I think. So if you disagree with me and you are you know diametrically opposed to everything that I'm saying let me know hey Rajan, I completely disagree with you and here's why if you want to come on and talk about it and have a discussion about this I'm here for that too. You know I'm opening up some new avenues here with real talk with Rajhan. Um yeah so I guess I'm gonna close you know I'm gonna go into my clothes and I really wanted to talk about <clears> hmm <throat> what do I want to talk about? Dang I didn't even plan to close I guess I wanna talk about talking to your kids. I wanna talk about talking to your kids because I think that's important. You know, I think, you know, especially as somebody who does all the things that I do in the community, you know, and I do a lot, I do a lot. Um, I don't believe, I think, I think that sometimes we get, and I am guilty of this for sure. We get so guilty, we'll say, uh, we get so caught up in saving the world that we tend to forget the most important place that you should save. And that's your home. Um, sometimes you have to force conversations with your kids. And and you have to because if you don't, they can pass you by. They can pass you by. Their whole lives can pass you by. They can have this whole situation. They can have this this truly traumatic situation that you know nothing about because you didn't take the time to ask. Or if you when you asked, they said, I'm good. And you just let it go. Um, so I just want to encourage you. I'm not going to go into a whole long diatribe about it. But I want to encourage you. If you are not having um, in-depth discussions with your children about what's going on in their lives, that you do so. If your child has a little boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, you know, ask them about it. Ask them about what's going on. Ask them about it. Like, this is not the time to be squeamish or you know um scared of what they might say because you'd rather them get the game from you than somebody else and if you can't tell them then find somebody who they trust to do it find a mentor find a support system make sure that village is involved all right make sure that village is involved yeah man do that um home save home save the world yeah man Hashtag home save the world. Um, I guess I so for that's my family segment in that there. Um, but do that. That's important. Um, I guess my clothes gonna be this. I want to thank you guys for two years, man. Two years ago, um, I decided to start doing this. Um, I decided to start um, filming myself talking about different topics, and I wanted to open it up and I wanted to engage discussion in a meaningful way. I wanted to not just be somebody who was talking. Um, but somebody who was engaging a discussion. Um, That's why it's important to me that people watch the show and people comment on the show and people give me feedback. You guys have no idea over the last two years how much you've impacted my life and the life of my family. You have no idea how much you've encouraged me. You have no idea how much you made me believe what things are capable for me um, if I just believe in myself. So I want to thank you guys for two years. Um, I'm hoping in two years I'll be doing my four-year anniversary. In six years, I'll be doing my eight-year anniversary. And in eight years, I'll be doing my 10-year anniversary of this. And maybe I'll still be doing it from my house. Or maybe I'll be doing it from a studio. Who knows? But if I'm doing it, I'm doing it for you because I believe that it's a valuable thing. And if ever this becomes not needed anymore, then I'll stop doing it. But trust me, I believe that I'm doing this because there's somebody that's being touched. Somebody that's being saved. Somebody that is finding information that they would not otherwise have because they watch Real Talk of Rajan I do not take for granted the fact that you have sp- spent these last two years with me growing. Every local celebrity spotlight guest has come on um, on Wednesday nights or whatever night that they came on. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, you have made this show a success. AC, um, I debuted your um, world premiere on my show. That meant everything to me that you allowed me to do that. That was an amazing opportunity. Um, there's so many things. Uh, Crystal Simmons, you know, she she pretty much like had her first interview for her campaign on my show. Marvin Pendarvis was on my show when he was campaigning. Mike London, shout out to him. He was on my show. Um, Pastor Thomas Dixon, um, thank you so much. And I wish you luck in the mayoral campaign. Uh, Tim Lewis, thank you. Linda Lucas, thank you. Um, I'm trying to think of as many people as I possibly can because there's so many people that have had a role. My wife, Latoya Lewis. Thank you, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for not only being on the show, but being like on the line, watching every single episode. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you for the feedback, thank you for the love, thank you for the critiques, thank you for just being your beautiful dope self. to everybody else, thank you, 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 thank you. And with that, I am going to end. Where is my closing words? I haven't done this in a long time. Thank you so much for watching this week. Reminder that the show is now split into two parts. On Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., I interview my local celebrities, and on Sundays at 7 p.m. is my normal show, and I will be back next Sunday. This week's local um, celebrity guest will be actor and author and all-around good dude E. Dominique Henry. We were actually in the play. Um, God, what was the name of the play we were in? Oh, uh, I can't remember really even play what we're in. We're in a play together. He's a dope person. He's been into so many things throughout the era. We'll be talking about his thespianism, uh, <laughs> being an actor, um, and the things that, he, that got him into it. And we'll be talking about his book, um, Invisible Me. So please make sure you check us out on Wednesday night. Um, and if you're doing something in community that you would like to get your light shine, get this real talk with John Light shined on, Please reach out to me. You can call me at 843-900-6847. If you call and you don't get me, which you probably won't, leave a message. I check my messages. Or email me at real at gmail.com so we can discuss getting you on the show. Pause. Listen, there are a lot of my friends who have said they wanted to be on the show, and I have had no idea. So if you want to be on the show, let me know so I can get you on the show. If you want to be on the show, I want you on the show. Like, let's make it happen. If you'd like to be made aware of when I go live because sometimes it is unscheduled, please click on the follow tab on the page and turn on the notifications so that you will know when something is being posted to the page. In the meantime, please follow me on social media to keep up to date with what's happening with Real Talk. On Twitter, I am at Real Talk Rajon. On Facebook, I am at Real Talk with Rayjan. On YouTube, I am at Real Talk with Rajon. Follow me on YouTube. I have like 40 something viewers. I 40 something followers on youtube i need so many more to start making money off this thing periscope follow me on real talk with rajan thank you guys on periscope for watching i really appreciate it instagram real talk with rajan and feel free to leave comments questions or whatever else you'd like to say in the comment section or the message section section i love reading your comments messages and feedback even if it's negative. If you love the show, say, hey Rajan, I watched the show, I love the show, and here's why. If you watched it and you hated the show, hey Rajan, I watched the show, I thought it was terrible. Here's what you can do to improve. I wanna get better. I want you to watch, the only way you're gonna watch is if I get better. I am currently also accepting speaking engagements and event hosting opportunities. Shout out to everybody who had me come on and speak this week. Um, thank you to The Rock Church, um, and thank you for, for having me come out, Pastor Johnson. And thank you to Apostle Thomas and our AGT. Um, I never remember what AGT stands for, but shout out to AGT for having me come out, uh, Pastor. I'm Apostle Thomas and Lady Joy Thomas. I love you guys so much for having me come out. Thank you so much. I am accepting invitations for speaking engagements and events hosting opportunities. If you'd like me to speak at a host your event, You can request me through my Facebook page or you can email me at realtalkwithrajan at gmail.com. Now, always remember that if a man doesn't stand for something, he is bound to fall for anything. Now, that is Real Talk. I will see y'all next week. Peace, 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 peace.